Because I could be an evil motherfucker. I'm a badass nigga, but I'm not an evil motherfucker Word. because I, I choose to be vulnerable and let shit show. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I hope that for every every nigga and bitch out yeah. there in the world. Peace, everyone. Welcome to Masters of Ceremony. This is your host, Andrew Ascaripour, also known as Fifth God. This week's episode is so important to me because it's really the only one that solely focuses on hip-hop so far, and I think it was only right that I have my dear brother, the incredible producer and rapper, Brooklyn Zone, Mad Wiz. When I think of Mad Wiz, I think of a close friend who I've known for some time now, an incredible talent and someone who me and all my friends consider a hip-hop historian. Madwiz is someone who has taught me so much about not only hip-hop's history, but what it means to truly embody the real deep meaning behind this culture and having it continue to serve as a deep way of life and not just a genre of music. This episode was so special for me to do as well because I've always considered myself someone to be someone who embodies the hip-hop culture to the fullest, but when I met Madwiz a couple years ago and began making music with him, I saw that there was clearly a different level of knowledge, understanding, and wisdom surrounding this culture. And also, when I think of Madwiz, I think of someone who is always consistently his truest, authentic self. He never holds his tongue, he speaks what's on his mind, and uh, he's someone who has a lot of love, and someone who is such an interesting character that I want more people to get to know, but someone who is also pretty well known on the hip-hop scene in New York. So, in this episode, it was a pleasure to discuss Mad was rapping for as long as he could remember, the culture of hip-hop as a living, conscious entity, as KRS-One says, and we discuss how hip-hop, since its genesis, has always served as a global language and as also a spiritual system which allows us to reconnect to our roots as human beings. We also discussed about the time he met DJ Cool Herc, time he met Nas, uh, being self-sufficient as an artist, the importance of studying the entirety of hip-hop history while also embracing the current times, and uh, so much more about his own path, his journey, and uh, everything he's learned thus far during his career. It was really a pleasure to have this episode that is strictly for my hip-hop heads, but hopefully anyone who's listening to this show can gain some insight about just how important this culture is to people like Madwiz and I, and hope you guys enjoy the show. Tune in after today's episode to learn more about how you can support this podcast, and also how you can win a free limited edition vinyl of my debut album as a record producer, The Fifth Tape. Madwiz is on there a couple of times, and as anyone who knows me knows, this album is the shining example of why hip-hop is so important to me and serves as an offering back to this culture, which has given me so much. So, hope you guys enjoy the show. Please stay tuned afterwards for some more information, and much love. Peace. My guy, Madwiz. 
Welcome to Masters of Ceremony, man. Fifth God. What's <laughs> going on, man? It's so good to be here, bro. Yes, brother. Yes. Congratulations. Thank uh, you. I know personally that you have been talking about having a podcast mm -hmm. for some years now. And um, it's good to be here on the very, well, one of the first episodes yes. of you know your jam bro yeah I'm it was um it, when i was thinking about people who i wanted to bring on during the first couple episodes yeah. madways was at the top of the list oh come on you know i could talk my fucking head off yeah <laughs> not only because it's um it's not only a hip-hop podcast you know we speak about many different things on here mm -hmm. but um especially because hip-hop is such an integral part of this show it was yeah. only right to bring you on as one of the first guests, man. That's because, it, because you know hip-hop is life. Yeah. Like, that's it. Within like, the circle and within the community, you're good. You're considered as the uh, foremost hip-hop historian. Yeah, I studied my ass off. I'm not going to sit there and deny it. You know yeah. yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't deny it. It's yeah. undeniable for anybody that really that. knows you. But I humbly do accept that, you know what I'm saying, the title, and I'm, I'm grateful for all the props that niggas give me. Yeah. But I studied, bro. I studied my ass off. Like, you know, it's the story I always tell in, in the interviews and shit. Is one one day, like, because I was a badass in school. I did real good on testing and shit like that, but my grades were shit, and I was bad in class. And, um... One day I got on punishment and my pops, like, like for some reason, this, uh, his unorthodox way of punishing me mm -hmm. was like that I could not listen to the radio. <laughs> like that was it. Like no new shit, bro. And then like, for some reason he just started feeding me hip hop from the beginning. He's like, just here, like, here's just fucking street jams, volume one, two, and three. And it had Africa Bombada and Grandmaster DST and wow. Egyptian Lover and all of this electronic and original hip hop music. And I studied it from the jump. And what age was this? So, God damn it. I had to be in the fourth grade. Wow. Yeah. In the fourth grade. Because by the sixth grade, by the time I graduated elementary, I was already into it crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, fourth grade. And did your pops have records and cassettes and Yeah, he CDs had everything. And everything? We have... Because uh, you have a crazy collection at the house. Right. And, that, and that's all... All of that is a percentage of the shit that's downstairs in storage. We used to have an entertainment center. It was huge. It, you know, my wall in the living room where the records mm -hmm. are. Yep. There was an entertainment center that was there. And we one side was CDs. The other side was tapes. We had a record player, CD player, uh, eight CDs, and a two-tape player in wow. one entertainment center. <laughs> shit stacked high as hell. We had a thousand VHS tapes. Yeah. So it was like, it was a pop culture hub. Like, mm. I lived in like a fucking blockbuster. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's beautiful, man. I think it's so evident when, uh, not only if you listen to your music, but when you really get to know you as a person, that music was in the household, in the household since the beginning. Yeah, defined it. Defined yeah. every era, every moment, good yeah. and bad. Music. Because I think also a lot of uh, our homies and other people, they see you as like, yo, Maddo is, is, is the goat when it comes to hip-hop <laughs> history, but it really goes beyond hip-hop. Yeah. You know so much just about... 70s music, 80s yeah. music, like that, you know what I'm saying? We're always talking about hip hop, so that's what I, you know, that's yeah. what they think. Oh yeah, it's, just, it's more than that, man. It's like my my father also put me onto the Ohio Players. That's my favorite band. You know what I'm saying? A lot of niggas don't know about Sugarfoot. Niggas don't know. Yeah, I see you on Instagram in the, yeah. in the bathtub in the early yeah. morning. <laughs> I'll be chilling, you know what I'm saying? And then playing that real shit, man. Mm -hmm. And my mother put me on the Quincy Jones, and she was a Prince fan. And, you know, I got the Prince tattoo yep. and shit like that. That's how deep it is for me. But, you know, the, the subject is usually hip-hop when we're talking amongst our peers. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I think it really, we're going to, we're going to speak a little bit about your production later on. I feel like yeah. it gets, uh, it gets overlooked. I think just because a lot of people don't even know that yeah. you're, you're producing certain records, but, um, I think your, your knowledge and expertise when it comes to just music in general comes through the samples you choose, man. No, thank you, bro. Thank you. <laughs> Hugely. Thank you. thank you. Yeah. I try to catch shit that, you know, motherfuckers can't catch, you know what I'm saying? And I think that from studying music, like I get to take the perspective of some of my favorite producers, you know, guys like Premier and DJ Quick. Mm-hmm. And um, I get to hear shit that niggas don't hear. And so when it's time to make beats, like I could, you know, bang out a yeah. classic or an original, you know, just like the best of them and shit. Yeah. Motherfuckers just don't listen. They'll just, yeah, you know. For sure, man. They haven't spent the time listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you yeah. know that when it is, it's crazy because when it, when it happens and it pops off and the niggas would be like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that motherfucker was doing his own shit the whole time. Yeah. Let me get one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, man. So I want you to tell us about just your upbringing. You know, it's clear that your parents were were supplying you with a steady stream of inspiration via music. But yeah. how was it just growing up in, in Brooklyn where you were at? Uh, you know what, man? It's crazy because I have a lot of... um good memories surrounding like moments surrounding music and movies and stuff like that. Like my mother and my father knew a lot of shit about a lot of shit. And, uh, you know, I discovered wrestling with my pops. You know, we used to watch WCW, Monday Nitro and Raw. And he took me to see movies. I went to go see the South Park movie, Mm -hmm. Bigger, Longer, Uncut. I went to see that in theaters. And I I vividly remember, you know, the experience of seeing it at the theaters. But one of the other parts I remember is people being mad at my father, like strangers being mad at my dad. Why would you bring a kid here? Why Mm. would you bring a five-year-old? You know what I'm saying to this yeah. shit, and he was like, he he can handle it, he can handle it, mm-hmm. he gets the jokes. You know what I'm saying, and 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 I did get them. You know what I'm saying, but I didn't really understand that I was a special case. I just wondered why the other kids weren't here to see yeah. the fucking South Park movie. Yeah, I just didn't know that they were gonna have Satan fucking Saddam Hussein. <laughs> Man, you you going to see that movie when it was in theaters explains so much to me about your sense of humor. Yeah, and and that's what and I'm your saying. Your dad's sense of humor, right? As well. And it was just built. It was ingrained yeah. from that moment on. Like I was there early with my mom. It was also music, and she was uh, she's a big sci-fi fan. So she she grew up well. Well, she grew me up watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like X Files yep. and shit like that. But we also like comedy. Every Saturday, we tuned into Mad TV and Saturday Night Live. And when Mad TV and Saturday Night Live would overlap at like fucking 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock or some bullshit like that, we would just be switching back and forth from (laughs) skit to skit. Because on Mad TV, we had to catch Stewart. And on Saturday Night Live, you know, we had to catch fucking Weekend Update and stuff like that. So... Pop culturally, sorry, I keep hitting that fucking mic. (laughs) You good? Shit. (laughs) Pop culturally, um, shit was lit, but um, we 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 was dysfunctional. You know what I'm saying? I can't really. I, I, you know, I can't, I don't, you know, a lot of motherfuckers try to find other words for shit. I can't do it. We were dysfunctional. Me and my family, we. I have a very small family because niggas died and niggas got cut off and shit like that. Um, my mother and my father, they didn't get along as well as I would have wanted them to. You know what I'm saying? And that kind of affected shit 
for me. You know what I mean? Like every moment that could have been, you know what I'm saying? Like I and and I and all moments hold a special place in my heart. But a lot of those moments is like, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like it was, this shit was lit at this time, but you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because There's something I, else going on. I was witness to yeah. I was witness to so much, you know what I'm saying, drama in the house and in my family. And when that shit made me want to go outside. Mm-hmm. And boom, now I'm in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and and it's funny because I hear a lot of niggas talk about how you know the streets made them, you know, all this tough and shit yeah. like that. You know, the streets made me, and it really, you know, what I'm saying, my my shit, my gangster shit started in the house. You know what I'm saying, like I had to be witness to drama in the house. I had to be tough in the crib. Like you know what I'm saying, like, and it was enough to force me outside. Mm-hmm. To a place that I thought was not as bad as the house. Yeah, it was <laughs> so manageable. it's like yeah, the, the streets was manageable, and it was nothing I saw out there until I seen niggas getting shot. There was nothing I saw in the streets that I wasn't seeing in my own household and in my own family. Mm-hmm. So that's real. You know, it was cool. It was it was cool though, because once I got outside, shit was, you know, easy to navigate. Yeah, and how did you feel? just the external surroundings that you were in specifically when you were a teenager, how that impacted uh, who you are today, but also just your path leading towards the music. Well, man, when, in, 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 when I was a teenager, um, and I mean, I'm talking from junior high school to high school, that was when uh, I had, I probably just like took in the most shit. It was a weird kind of transition time. Like, I don't mean to get too fucking crazy deep into it, but that no, was please. the technology boom. In junior high school, we all got phones. You know what I'm saying? High school, we all got motherfucking phones, social yeah. media took hold this shit. Skonex and MySpace came around mm-hmm. at the time. So now there was like, they had just started separating real life from virtual life at the time. And it wasn't really like working. We didn't really give a shit. We loved it. You, you got on MySpace and Twitter to talk to niggas you actually knew. Yeah. Shit like that. Yep. And you would still see them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was that transition period of the conscious of the youth. You know what I'm saying? Like I was there when that shit like yeah. flipped. And um I was also, once again, outside. I went to junior high school right in the middle of Farragut, so I was fighting them niggas. I went to Satellite West. Uh, I went to the Urban Assembly of Music and Art, which was downtown Brooklyn, across the street from Western House, upstairs from Science Skills. We was fighting them niggas. I met Radimus in high school. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, we was going downtown. We was just like, yo, it was just like we was living fast. And I was sharing that with, young people that were Mm -hmm. like me young you know my brothers my sisters girls that i fucked with niggas that i didn't like like i was no matter who it was i was sharing it with them you know what i'm saying so it was just like it made it made for a great experience man like i couldn't have been the same nigga growing up in some suburban town in some school you know where i see the same people every day and i don't have to fight the next school that's downstairs (laughs) downstairs <laughs> yeah it's hard to street. imagine that for you yeah it's great yeah man. rad and i spoke about on the podcast uh me and him had together just how important it was for you guys who were rapping mm-hmm. to actually make friends with other rappers yeah and not because obviously in brooklyn in your school there was so many different cliques rapping and mm-hmm. you guys didn't get along with everybody it's funny how me and rad are best friends because um before i went to high school I that summer I would have dreams 
that I was in high school and it was a I had a partner rapping with me. Wow. I would dream about that. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I dreamed about was it a Dominican rap rapper in your dream. No, no, no. He's black. <laughs> He's black. I remember the image of the nigga, but it was the same. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It was the same feeling. Like I knew I was yeah. gonna have a partner. In uh, high school, and me and Rad was a two man wrecking crew, bro. They had clicks, nigga. Mm-hmm. Eight niggas, nigga. Nine yep. niggas, bro. And me and him was still like R-A-W. the premier <laughs> dudes, like just yep. two niggas. We was like Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. It was fucking great. Wow. And this was this was in early high school, right? When you guys first met? Yeah, the, all the way through high school. Yeah. Ninth grade, we met and we battled, and we, you know, I probably I don't think I liked Rad. <laughs> and I don't think he liked me either. You know what I'm saying? It was a rivalry there, but we was in the same MC and songwriting class. Mm-hmm. And uh, shout out to M2 McGant. He's the nigga uh, who he put us in a group for like one of our final projects. And um, we had to write a song together and we wrote it over this MF Doom beat. Oh, man. It's amazing. It's called that The Stoop, but the, the beat, stoop. I forgot the name of the beat, but we wrote it over this MF Doom beat. You got that? You got the shirt got the on. Doom shirt on right now, man. I swear to God, bro. Like, yo, if I can. Let me just give me like 15 go seconds ahead, go ahead, to talk it. crazy. <laughs> if I can find the audio from this on my shit, then okay. It was this beat. Oh man, I know this beat. <laughs> crazy. This is us. We're 14. Wow. Like, yeah, son, this is some G shit, bro. You're probably the first nigga hearing this. It came out on CD. Wow. <laughs> there was a, and, and because he said, because he said he, he had like three rules, fuck He said three rules. Last but not least, four always come with a roar. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even um whiz at the time, like. The song, the, the 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 credits go Radimus and Cam. Yeah, you know what I'm wow. saying, like Radimus and Cam. And you say you dropped it on a CD? Well, there was a UAMA compilation okay. of all the music classes, yeah. and they had a uh, and they had it on CD and the fucking shit. Uh, and that was it, man. Wow, it's it a, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing for me to even hear that you guys had those classes at your at your right. school. This That's is incredible. This is us at 14. Like, and it and it, and it fucks with me because. We didn't really fucking, like, we wasn't really tight like that yet. Like, we was tight in the sense of, yo, you nice, I'm nice type yeah. shit. But after this, man, we became friends. Look, I couldn't eat, I couldn't breathe through my nose. <laughs> you hear me, Fifth? I can hear it, man. Wow. I can hear your voice before it became what it is today. Man, I was like, talking was, like this yeah. and shit. But I was, yo, I was still so fucking I, I got to ask since I'm wearing the sweater, man. Yeah. It had to have been you who chose the Doom beat, or was it Rad? No, it was our teacher. Wow. He just threw it to us. He was throwing random Did beats at niggas. Did you know who Doom was at the time? Yes. Yeah. I didn't give a shit, though. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't start giving this shit to, like, next year. It was the yeah. year after that. I was like, okay. I wow. got the sneakers, and I was like, all right. I get it. Yeah. Um, oh, man. So let's rewind for a second. When did you first begin rapping? And what inspired you beyond enjoying the music that your parents were playing you? What inspired you to say, I want to I at least attempt to rap? Fifth, God. I do not remember. I've been rapping wow. as long as I can 
imagine. That's the most hip-hop answer you could have given. Yeah. As as, as far as my consciousness serves me, I've had rhymes written Mm -hmm. and I've been rapping. I decided that I wanted to be a rapper when I was in junior high school, Mm -hmm. in the eighth grade. I said, okay, this is what what I want to do for the rest of my life. Wow. And then you go to high school and your high school has these programs where you yeah, got teachers yeah, giving like, you MF Doom beats and, yeah, man, and studios. Like, and that's what it's like, you know, because I can't ever give up because I can't like fail those people. Like, mm. you know, Destiny brought me to that place mm-hmm. after I decided that I wanted to be a rapper. Yeah. And it brought me into everything that I know now. Like, mm-hmm. think about it. Like, it's yeah. rad and history and mm-hmm. it's all the reason why I'm like sitting here today. Shit yeah. is fucking crazy. Yeah. So... I have this story in my head that you told me once yeah. and um, I don't remember it 100%. But I think you told me once that uh, a pivotal moment in your life was when you heard this crazy Funk Flex radio show. Right. It was like two hours long or something. Right. So um, <laughs> please tell the story about that because I know it, it This is l- Funk left Flex. an impact on you. This is Funk Flex Memorial Day... 2007, I was in Staten Island at my friend Theo's crib. He threw a barbecue. Shout out to Theodore Coleman. He's a cook. Shout out to Later Seven. That's his dinner club. He's a chef, man. And that's my man's. I went to elementary school with him. And this day in 2007, we hadn't gone to school in years. Well, matter mm-hmm. of fact, we was in Satellite West, but we were still, we, we didn't go to high school together. Motherfucker, man. His pops drove us home. He drove me home all the way from Staten Island. Mm-hmm. We turn on the radio and Funk Master Flex is playing 90s bangers, mm-hmm. like just bangers. And he back was doing it for four hours <laughs> and I caught it in the middle. Yeah. So like I'm driving and I and I specifically remember the parts. Like now it's funny because I didn't know shit about who was playing mm-hmm. and nothing like that. The UMCs and motherfucking organized confusion. Mm-hmm. Like Flex was going in in playing boot camp clicking all of that yep. i didn't know shit and i was like all of this shit sounds crazy good i went to the crib um and i just looked it up man i went on hot 97 and thank thankfully they had archives yeah you know crazy. what i'm saying and they gave me the archive and i downloaded four fucking hours mm-hmm. of this flex mix you still have this file on yeah. my phone to yep. this day <laughs> Whenever I fly out to the West Coast, whenever I go to Arizona or LA, mm-hmm. I play that shit straight wow. through and I'm there. In yeah, a second. I'm remembering you telling me the story now because as you just said, there were so many artists where you were like, who is this? Yeah. Or what is this? And I had to research mm-hmm. each and every single one of those and all of those things branched out into yeah. me discovering that. That was a fucking huge for my like studies wow. but also for my style too like wow that shit is crazy bro that's incredible man so coming up especially when you're in high school you're meeting rad these other MCs were you aware at the time that you had more of a well-versed understanding of the history of hip-hop than others yeah and were you, were you were you looked at as like even back then like oh Wiz knows all that old school shit <laughs> Yeah, like wow. there's no, I mean, like a hundred percent. Yes, they was. Yeah, they they knew it because I would dress like it. You know what I'm saying? Like I would dress like it. I would act like it. I would talk like it. You know what I'm saying? That's like fire, I just man. knew all of this hip hop stuff. And it's funny because back then I wasn't caught up to the new shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's like what I was now I'm caught up. Now I'm caught up all the way. Like yeah. I know hip hop from then to today. So mm-hmm. it's it's great. Yeah, I remember up until I was in about eighth grade, I would say. 
And that was like peak Little Wayne era. Up until that point for me, I was only looking back on hip hop history and mm-hmm. really studying the 90s as much as I could. And it wasn't until like I entered high school that I started mm-hmm. paying attention to the mm-hmm. music that was coming out around yeah. then. Yeah, but it's good, man. And I think that everybody should do it. Everybody should yeah. everybody should study the span yeah. of hip hop and shit like that because that's how you make the best shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I want to know what pushed you to resonate so much with the old school stuff at the time. I mean, because you got to be hearing people with, you know, you're talking about you guys having cell phones. You're hearing the ringtones that are going on in the mm-hmm. hallway. You're, you're coming home and seeing the music videos that are out at the time what made you resonate so deeply with with the old school stuff it was the fact that i was i i was made to study from the beginning mm. it was the fact that you know that and it's funny because that punishment of me not even like being able to listen to the radio didn't even last that long that shit had to be like two weeks or some like a month or something yeah. like that he gave me those cds but i just continued with that i was mm. like yo this shit is wild right here i like this yeah and so studying i started recognizing shit like the power of certain shit, mm-hmm. certain shit that they try to take out of the game nowadays and stuff like that. So I was knowing the difference between some heavy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Some shit with substance yeah. and when shit stopped having substance, like, you know what I'm saying? And it don't matter, you know what I mean? Like, cause shit is still fun, you know what I mean? Like this shit's still shit that we dance to and all of, of that course. stuff, but like it's not it's not fucking the fight the power video, bro, where they fucking do the wide shot of the niggas going over the crowd and then the banner goes down and they put up the Brooklyn banner. Yeah. Nigga, and Crazy. everybody's dancing like that one moment right there is like destroyed every video that I was mm-hmm. watching in two thousand and six when I was, you know, and I caught Rap City every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's real, man. We were talking before the show of just um how much hip hop means to you know, not just the global community as uh, as a whole regarding, you know, the music that has come from it, but on a spiritual level and on a universal level, what hip-hop means to the spirit of, you know, not only African-Americans, but all people living on this planet, man. I all mean, people living on this planet, son. It's like, it's like hip-hop has transcended. It's like, I don't know. It's we know now. It's the most popular genre of music, but hip hop. Yeah. It's beyond even. And people say, "Oh, it's bro. not just music; it's a culture." But I think it goes even beyond that. Bro, hip hop is God, nigga. Come back to earth. Like <laughs> I'm telling you, son. Like think about it, bro. It's not a color, race, nation, or creed that mm. don't fuck with it. I was listening to a nigga named Siru Muswala, nigga, rapper from Indiana, bro. I mean, not Indiana, fucking India. <laughs> I was supposed to say, damn, I didn't know anyone had that kind of name. <laughs> Yo, Indiana, my bad, <laughs> son. Nigga said Indiana, but he was a I rapper from India, bro. And, and I mean, nice, bro. Trap style, all mm-hmm. of that. Like, I'm like, yo, this nigga is nice. I didn't, you know, he's rapping his own language. Yeah. And you still feeling it. Like, son, that shit is touching niggas. All It, it means revolution for everybody, mm-hmm. bro. My man's put me on to some fucking, my, shout out to Sergio. That's my homie. He's from Brazil. Mm-hmm. Put me on to some. To some French rappers, and then he put me on to some Brazilian rappers, and 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 all of these guys, they preach the same message. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like hip hop just really just means rebellion from things that we thought were but aren't really. You know what mm, I'm saying? That's deep. Like that's it. Like shit that the government tries to feed us. Like things about love. Like 
even Lil Kim, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you, I, I, I forgot one of, oh yeah, Lil Kim made the song called I'm Human. It was off the Notorious Kim album and shit like that. And she's just talking about being a woman, but it was 99, son. And you know that everybody, like the misconceptions were even deeper then than they are now. Of course. You know what I'm saying? About women and, and, it sucked, and she was just like, yo, like, this is what I am, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I'm a woman, and this is what that means. Like, when you hear NTS rapping in France about, like, yo, fuck mm-hmm. the police in French, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's like, yo, it, it all means something. It's just like this internal source of power that we all get to just be us, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And everybody feels it, like. Yeah. It started at fucking fifteen twenty Cedric Avenue, bro. Like mm-hmm. in the Bronx, in the fucking projects, yeah. bro. Shout out to Cool Herc, man. Wow, this shit is magic. It's magic. Yeah, it's like I feel like it's it it touches the hearts of so many humans across the globe because hip hop, just the practice of it and the culture of it, it returns us back to our roots, man. Just the tribal yeah. gathering in a circle, you That's know, what it was. the the. the it's like, it's like me and my mom. To, to a cipher compared to, you know, sitting around a fire and just right. sharing stories. I mean, it just speaks to the humanity of people. Right. It's like me and my mom was just talking. I told you earlier. She got the craziest crush on motherfucking Jason Momoa. <laughs> and she loves when he does his haka dance. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? The Polynesian haka dance. Yep. And, you know, we was trying to discuss whether us, you know, black people, African-Americans, you know what I'm saying? ADOS. If we have those things, you know what I'm saying? And we did, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. slavery, they had the the song. Call and response. Yeah, the call yeah. and response and all of that stuff. And that shit really was stripped from us, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Through, like, racism and just the system, like, just being in America, being taken from home. Like, yeah. we lost our connection to where the fuck we was from. So we don't even know how to do the goddamn rituals from there and yeah. shit. But through our struggle came a new motherfucking mm-hmm. thing and that was black music yes. jazz percussion motherfucking bb king it yeah then blues. roy ayers then you know gil scott heron then motherfucking hip-hop mm-hmm. like just yeah and, and hip-hop was the one you know what i'm saying because hip-hop can incorporate every single thing that came before it. yes nothing before it could incorporate hip-hop but hip-hop can incorporate everything else like you know what i'm saying and so that is our haka, you know what I'm saying? When we turn up to the club, to 3-6 Mafia, and we wilding out and shit like that. Yeah, and that's our rain dance. That's, that's our shit. When real. fucking LOX drops wild out and you see all mm-hmm. those tunnel videos and shit like that, that is our haka. That's our tribal rituals and shit like that. They try to, you know what I'm saying, market that shit and commercialize it, you know what I'm saying? But at the, at the very end of the day, like, it, all, it always shines through. Yeah. You just got to find a way to take back the control and, and use it for what it's really meant for. Yeah, to get for the sure. Fuck over. Sure, man. And I see, I see you tapping into that higher state that hip-hop has the potential of placing artists in, specifically when you're on stage. I mean, you're, you're an incredible producer and recording artist, Thank but you, you are a true MC, man. Thank you. For and you can see you're just, you're gleaming with excitement, enjoyment, and that you're being nourished when you're up on stage yeah. in front of the mic. And what's funny is this, uh, this ashtray, right? Yeah, yeah. What's right funny there. is this, man, I, and I still get nervous, bro. As many shows as you've seen, I, I still get those butterflies. Um, I still be like, damn, son, I hope this shit go good. 
damn son, I'm scared. Damn son, what if I trip and fall on stage? Damn son, what if I forget my lyrics? Damn son, what if this doesn't go right? And as soon as I step out on stage and that first beat gets to playing, and sometimes it's not even when the beat gets to playing. Sometimes it's when I spit my first ball. Sometimes I'm nervous up until I spit my first ball. But as soon as I fall into my state of, you know, being hip hop, like that shit just, it takes over me. It's like a fucking armor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like It's like the spirit of hip hop. Like, <laughs> you know, one time I heard KRS-One on the radio, he was doing a drop. This nigga said, this is hip hop manifesting itself in the form of KRS-One. Mm. And I never forgot that because wow. that's how I feel on stage. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's no longer me. Like, it's my body infused with that of the angel slash demon of motherfucking hip hop. Yeah. And it makes me powerful as hell. Yeah, that's classic, man. To quote KRS again as well, he says, hip hop is a consciousness. Right. You're right. It is an entity of its own. It right. has its own agenda. <laughs> it's beyond a concept, bro. It's beyond the musical thing. Like, it's beyond religion. Like, that shit is seriously, like... Like, you know what I'm saying? When you talk about spirits and, and angels mm -hmm. and shit like that, hip-hop, that shit is right up there with that, bro. Yeah. Like, it's something that's metaphysical. It's beyond all five of our senses and yeah. shit like that. Like, we can manifest it in a tangible form and shit like that, but that shit is, yeah. is a waveform. That yeah, shit keeps definitely. the world going. That shit I, is like um, the sea and the stars. I always say that hip-hop provided me my first psychedelic experiences mm. before I ever even got into plant exactly. medicines whatsoever. Exactly. Truly, and it's not an exaggeration me saying that. Right. I'm talking about full-on states of pure trance and focus and emotion almost moved to tears. And right. You know personally, because I've seen I've seen music and hip-hop moving in ways where no one could talk to right. you at the moment. Yeah, you remember you know? that time when we was in uh, Texas and oh, Kendrick yeah. dropped this Yeah, shit? yeah, when Kendrick uh, I was like, Kendrick that motherfucking I. boy yeah. did good, and he yeah. stayed true to hip-hop. And mm -hmm. that shit made me emotional. Yeah. Because I was like, son, he did it. Like, this is it. This is That was hip-hop manifested in the form of KRS, I mean, for the fucking Kendrick yeah. Lamar. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, nigga. Yeah. I thought I was the only one who could do that shit. Yeah. Also, yeah. when uh, we were at the Lost Tapes 2 uh, Drink Champs release party, oh, when Nori yeah. was interviewing Nas. Nigga, I was locked in. <laughs> you, you were so focused on the interview. It was just me, Nori, and Nas. Radimus is behind you, like, hype, to talk talking to, to you. You just, like, you're not responding whatsoever. You're just staring up on stage. I was there with the gods. They get the niggas who made it. Yeah. Who made me want to do this? Yeah, like oh shit, you know what I'm saying? We met Cool Herc that night. Like it was like oh, oh yeah. yeah. After I left, I, I saw him as I was leaving. We met Cool Herc. Yeah, my nigga. we took pictures you and Riz, right? Yes, yeah, so like crazy, we was man. losing our minds, bro. Yeah, these are the reasons why we do it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And these are men, and and just I mean like yeah, Nas and Nori was there. But Cool Herc kind of fucked me up even more because mm. you look at him and you like yo, this nigga is. The father. Yes. He brought the motherfucker outside. All right. And that shit spread like wildfire, like hip hop, nigga. Like, damn it. We sitting here talking because yeah. of some shit yeah. cool her <laughs> did that his sister talked him into. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why we here, party. bro. That's why you have an MF Doom hoodie on. That's why I have a Nas hoodie on, bro. Real talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit is crazy, bro. Mm -hmm. That wasn't like, it was him. But nigga, that was he was chosen by some other yes. force, nigga, some otherworldly force mm -hmm. to bring this fucking consciousness 
to to earth my nigga like yeah. that shit was just like he was yeah, just he was the a vessel. vessel conduit exactly there we go yeah right. man he um <laughs> is it true he charged you a dollar or two dollars <laughs> for a photo <laughs> that it gave him 10 <laughs> only a dollar he asked only you for. a dollar wow makes sense nigga turd you gotta pay tithes yeah real talk i'm not gonna give a dollar to motherfucking cool herc <laughs> nigga only asked me for a dollar nigga. yeah I paid niggas for weed, nigga. Yeah. Like, and other shit. And for yeah. everything that I'm doing in this hip-hop shit and as much money as I'm making off of it, come on, bro. I got to yeah. give the nigga who made this shit possible for yeah. me. Yeah, and he showed you love. A dollar. And it was peace. Right. It was yeah. lit. Talk chatted with us. I recently listened to a um, Brother Ali Combat Jack podcast, mm-hmm. um, which was incredible. Both people, huge inspirations to me. Rest in peace, Combat Jack. Yeah, man. Um, one of the biggest inspirations behind me starting this podcast as well. And um, you got to meet and connect with him as well. But um, on the podcast, brother. brother Ali was speaking about all, all his idols and all the OGs in the game that he met. And how the ones that who were nice to him and cool with him, he was so grateful because he was saying that the OGs don't owe any of us anything. Shit. They could be... A dickhead to us, and we gotta accept Shit. it. And I hate know? the fact I hate the fact that I see somebody like fuck that man. Like cool, Herc should have a bank account that like t- every time a nigga go platinum, they get ten percent of their shit start going <laughs> into cool Herc shit. Yeah, yeah, like that nigga should get royalties off all that shit, bro. Yeah, there's no reason why some of these OGs should still be living in the hood. Like, yeah, still be living in the projects and shit like that. Yeah. Kaz and Herc and them niggas. Them niggas, they, we got to put them up somewhere. Like, we have yeah. to, bro. Like, that shit is yeah, a it's must. a common discussion in hip-hop right now. Yeah, it's know? a must, bro. Niggas yeah. got to show love to the OGs. I don't give a fuck what you do, what you yeah. rap about, nigga. But it's amazing that you've got to connect with, you know, a couple of your idols and them actually show you love. Like, yeah. you're rocking the Nas sweater right now, but you yeah. got to, without even expecting, yeah, dap man. And, and have a short exchange with Nas at South By. Tell Nas, us that story, man. Nas fucked me up at South By, man. Um... Yo, son, we you was there that day, right? Yeah, I was. I got, I got, I got kicked out, and then I had to make my way back. Was you there when when I when the moment that shit happened? Yeah, I was like a little bit oh, away. You had just Joey, came Joey back was performing on stage, I think. Right, and, and we had um, just we yeah. was just chopping it up with all them niggas, and mm-hmm. we seen Piff on stage with Davies. Yep. Um, I just knew, man, that that nigga was coming out that side door. Mm-hmm. And. I said, um, I said, fuck it, I'm gonna go over there, nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's certain niggas I have to meet, bro. Like, like Rick Flair. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, when I see Rick, like, I gotta go over there. I never met Rick before, but he's one of my idols, and Nas is my favorite rapper of all time. Mm-hmm. Nas is the reason why, yo, Nas changed my life, my nigga. So, I knew he was coming out that side door, bro. And then I went over there and it was just like the whole area cleared. Like there was nobody <laughs> there, bro. Like I, I went over there and nobody was there. And, and I sat there for a second and my boys, they, I was all over there just talking and shit. And I looked at the door and I seen one of the bodyguards come out. Followed by Nas, nigga. And then he walked right by me and I was like, yo, Nas, I stuck my hand out. I say, yo, Nas, bro. I'm like, yo, you the reason I do what I do. I said, thank you. And he said, yo, you a king. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then he gave me a pound the second time. It was the second time he gave me a pound. The earth, the, the clouds parted and shit like that. I was like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I felt 
it, it's weird, man, because I know he's just a human being, but I, I felt the power, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I gave that nigga that, and it was like, I felt the power of a nigga who has influenced so much of what I do, bro, like, the God, you know what yes. I'm saying? Like, that's like... If a, if a fucking Kobe passing one of these new basketball niggas the ball, like uh, Michael Jordan, like you gonna feel that shit, nigga. It was like Space Jam yeah, when yeah. when all the powers yep. in the basketball, and I felt that shit, and that shit transferred into me, bro. And we were in, you know what I'm saying? That shit. It did. I remember you were you were changed after that. Moment. Yeah, son. And we're not. No, I'm not gassing it whatsoever. You were a different person. That after ass, that like moment. immediately, bro. That shit immediately. Fucking changed yeah. my life, my nigga, because I was like, yeah, bro. Nigga don't know me from a hole in the wall. Nigga called me a king for no reason. He probably just yeah. threw that out there. That's real, man. But he didn't know what the fuck he did, you know yeah. what I'm saying, for a nigga like me at yeah. that time. At the at the Lost Tapes 2 release right. party, that um that photo I, I snapped of him. Yeah. I had, you know, a similar moment in which, <sighs> yeah, there was a transference of, you know, me... You know, I didn't get to meet him or anything, but to be able to get that portrait of him was so rewarding and nourishing to me because he was in, I'm going to put the photo up on the screen for those those who are watching, Yeah, but he was in the midst of a crowd of chaos wow, of people just hounding him, trying to get photos. You know, Nori was right there. They had bottles. There was just so many people around him. I was about 20 feet away and just lifted my camera up, just waiting, waiting for time to take a shot but i didn't know what i was gonna get and as that moment i picked my camera up he glances over directly at me through everybody and just gives me a little smile when before that his face was like he was angry or he was being he was agitated or feeling overwhelmed from everybody around him but the moment he turned his head and we locked eyes right he just gave me this little smirk and uh at that moment i mean maybe i'm looking too deep into it but i was like ah he sees me he sees that that I'm that I'm peace, you know. Yeah, son. Niggas know, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like wrestlers always tell it the best. Sometimes you have these little matches and shit. I heard D'Lo Brown, he was talking about um when they was in the Nation of Domination, and Ron Simmons was the first black WCW World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, champion. And um D'Lo was in a faction with him like six years later or whatever and one day they're in the stadium and D'Lo was like on the shit and they're doing the Nation of Domination and shit and D'Lo bumps him and he's like yo Ron yo Ron he's like yo I was sitting right there when you won the fucking the world championship mm-hmm. I was sitting right there you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. the nigga D'Lo Brown was just some kid wrestling fan wanting to get into the business when Ron Simmons was at the peak of his shit doing some legendary shit that inspired yeah. him and he got to see some shit that boosted him enough to get to where you know to get to to become who he became and then he got to tell a nigga that did it for him about it you know what I'm saying while also standing next to him and there's so many moments like that in wrestling but also with rap bro like yeah. you in concert seeing niggas do special moments and stuff like that that shit really means something yeah bro. it's beautiful man I mean I feel like you are at a point in your career right now where you've had the honor to hit some of the same stages as some of your idols. Yeah, like it's funny because I met increasing. Nas. Right, like mm-hmm. we met Nas and we did we open for him. You a know what I'm saying? Later, right? A year yeah. later, bro. Like I'm standing with Lil Fame, mm-hmm. like rapping Nas shit. Like he's sitting there with me. I'm like, damn, Lil Fame, you like Nas, huh? 
<laughs> Motherfuckers, uh, yeah, niggas love. It's, it's it's funny when you find out that niggas is fans mm-hmm. as much as you are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even though niggas might be legends themselves. Yeah, that shit is crazy. How does it feel for you now, uh, entering a different stage in your career where you're getting closer to bridging that gap between you and your idols? <sighs> um, it's exciting, but. I'm I'm really just got so many plans. Like mm-hmm. I just when I think about that, I just think about like when I'm able to get in contact and make these calls and really like, you know, get somebody in the same room or something like that. Like I have so many ideas and shit that needs to get done. You know what I'm saying? Not only for myself, but for this culture. Mm-hmm. And uh I just can't wait. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just cannot wait, bro, to, yeah. you know what I'm saying, to get in the same room as, as as some of my some of my idols and even some of my peers that I look up to that rap now. Of course, you know what I'm saying? currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of that, man, being someone who is such a avid lover of the old school, mm-hmm. I've seen you in recent years. Because when I first met you, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's all I always listens to. See, very, very quickly, yeah. I realized that wasn't the case. No. But um, like not even close. Not at but, all, um, bro. Especially, I've seen you. Ironically, I've seen you embrace this new wave of hip hop almost more than anybody else. Yeah, bro. It's funny really? because I'm gonna tell you why. And it's it's it's, it's so fucked that people say, "Yo, you know, man, we just love that old school shit. Love that old school shit." <laughs> no, nigga, like I listen to the new, like you know what I'm saying? Like I fuck with the fucking music from today, like and niggas just don't know it because I'm so well versed, yes, in the other shit, and we don't get to talk about it. But nigga, Young Thug, the Baby, Future, Sweetie, Meg. Baby mother, like yo, fucking. I mean, this is not she's not a rapper. FK Twigs, like <laughs> even Stunner Foe, Vegas, mm-hmm. Sauce Walker, all of these niggas, bro. Like I mm-hmm. fuck with those is my niggas, but I'm gonna tell you why, and it's and it's because they're not so different from mm. the old school rappers. Yeah, in the I sense agree. that they have character. There's charismas back in the game, bro. There was some bland. We had a bland time. Yeah, we had a little a bland decade. It was like 10 years where niggas mm-hmm. like, yo, this is fucking boring. Y'all niggas is <laughs> boring, nigga. But you see personality now. Yeah. You see more color now. Yeah, they brought this, flavor and originality. Right. Well, this, those, those people you just named, of course, there were so many people after them who bit their style. But right. those names you just named right there. Like future young thug, they really came right, in with like, originating these, that 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 sound. Right, you know? like these niggas is like they are their their personality is this, yeah. son. It's, it's it's in there, yeah. son. You can tell they rap about what they going through. You know what I'm saying? Like it's for real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like young thug is nice, bro. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Yeah, Whatever. just like Ray and Ghost said back in the day. You know they they don't want nobody sounding like anybody right. in their crew, and that was like that was the. That was like a, a familiar motif throughout hip hop just in the 90s was 
nobody should sound exactly right. like anybody else. And it's, it's so fucking easy not to, but I don't know what the fuck is wrong with niggas and why, yeah. you know, it's, it's so much of that. Well, it's it's simply because it's easier to bite. Yeah, it know? is, man. And it's also because of motherfucking, the industry is promoting that. They mm, want yeah. motherfuckers to sound like a different version of the same shit. Yeah. It's because something, one thing works on. so well right. that They're people like, want to okay, repeat We got to put all our money into this shit. Yeah. Niggas be fucking the game up. It's crazy. Yeah. I think it's beautiful that, you know, that people get to know that you're not just some golden era hip hop loving nah, nah. old school type of dude who 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 shits on all yeah, the new stuff. Nah. You know, that's because that's not some, the case. Because some of the old heads be acting stupid, boy. Like yeah. these niggas be wilding, bro. Some of the old heads be wilding, nigga. And I'm not that, bro. Like I just I just have studied my genre. That's it. Like yeah. motherfuckers study basketball. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like niggas study football. I goddamn study hip hop, nigga, and I know that shit front to back. So and I'm just here in the present. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's still evolving. I think that's what um separates a lot of these bitter uh older generational people sometimes who think about the glory days of hip hop. Yeah. It's because I think they haven't accepted that. It's an evolving art form. Mm-hmm. And like we said, it's a consciousness. It's an entity of its own that mm-hmm. has its own agendas. Right, right, right. Because just like there's niggas now who don't study the shit before mm-hmm. and they lack. There's niggas from before who refuse to study shit from now and then they wonder why they shit sounds all outdated and dusty. Yeah. Motherfuckers, like, niggas, just come on. Come together, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm tired of this shit, man. I want to hear Karis one and the baby. <laughs> Together oh, on the trap be, beat, and K- I want KRS One to really kill it because you know what the fuck he doing on a beat like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, yeah, like, that's of course. That's, those are my dreams, man. Speaking of beats, can we speak about your production, man? Yeah, because, man, man. I mean, Where's we producing, man? Yeah, I mean, it used to be it used to be hidden a bit. It was fucking crazy, bro. I was um. <laughs> Which I loved at the time. Yeah, I was. Pe- you, people deserve to give give you your props, man. Yeah, they did, these man. Beats. And um, somebody told somebody who I, you know, used to listen to a lot, told me that I should um, fucking tell everybody that it's actually me producing. But I used to produce under the alias named Tokyo Tim, and mm-hmm. I produced uh, all my old tracks, and you know, so I used to produce for Radimus and you know, history on a lot of their early stuff. You know what I mean? Um, I have been fucking producing since I was fourteen, fifteen years old. Yeah, started on wow. Audacity and and that was it. And nobody knew that I was making these beats and, and on Audacity of all programs. Yeah, yeah, I would just <laughs> do Audacity, bro. That shit was crazy. I don't even know how I was doing. And now that I got reason, I'm like, God damn, son, yeah. I was a fucking. Well, let's primate. give people some context, man. You were you were producing for yourself under the name Tokyo Tim, right? But. For years, everybody was told that Tokyo Tim was some producer in Japan yeah, sending th- you beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I told them that it was a producer that I met online, and he was sending me beats. I met him on MySpace. It was so easy to do, bro. <laughs> like, he had a pay, he had a MySpace page and all of that, and it was just a picture of me in a luchador mask. Like, <laughs> it was fucking hilarious, bro. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim, he lived in, but his mom is American. She lives in California, so he goes back and forth between mm-hmm. California and Japan. Yeah, he fucks with my shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. He sends me shit and all of that, my nigga. Everybody believed it, bro. Like, there's not one motherfucker in this world who did not know 
who knew that I was Tokyo Tim yeah, other than Radimus. Yeah. 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 Like it was probably Radimus and history knew. Yeah. I remember putting it together myself because I had I started to see you produce on Reason, I mm-hmm. think. And um I don't know what it was. There was something else that happened as well, but something just told me, like, oh wow. This is Mad Wiz making these beats. Yeah, we did Belly of the Snake. And yeah, it was like, that, that, oh, yes, that's what it was. You sent, I helped you with Belly of the Snake. Yes, I must have told you during the making of that shit. I think, like, um, no, it was it was pretty evident. Uh, you were sending me stems for the mix down okay, that I was working yeah, on. Yeah, I was and stems. I was seeing that some of these tracks were produced. Uh, yeah, they, uh-huh. were, they were produced. These tracks were produced by Tokyo Tim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're sending me the tracks. I'm telling you what needs to be tweaked. You're like, oh, yeah, I'll do that real quick. I'm like, <laughs> Yo, how, how are you going to do that? that I just assumed way? niggas thought that I was good at sound editing because I was still making clean versions for yeah, niggas at the yeah, time. So I would yeah. make clean versions and, and Which live you know, mixing. you're known for doing as well. Yeah. You make legendary clean versions of records. Yeah, the edits. Yeah. And I was um doing that and I was doing live mixes. So I just assumed that niggas thought I was good yeah. with audio software and stuff like that so I could fool motherfuckers. But it just yeah. became too much. As yeah. we started making more content... It became too much, and then I started wanting my props. Like yeah. I was like, "Nah, niggas need to know that I'm making these motherfucking beats." Yo, when I did Seven One Eight Mad Wiz, I told niggas like, "Yo, this is Mad Wiz. Tokyo Tim is dead. I'm Tokyo yeah. Tim. I lied to y'all niggas." And niggas, <laughs> the whole year, niggas was like, "Yeah, so what's good with Tokyo Tim?" Yeah, the the, the lie got too big. They niggas didn't even <laughs> fucking believe. Like niggas either didn't believe me or forgot that I was telling niggas like, "Hey, I'm producing this shit." Yeah. So I just tell niggas now when they ask me, I'm like, "Yes, it was." me you know so we doing it one at a time you know yes. what i'm saying i'm telling niggas one at a time yeah but for any motherfucker that's watching this right here mad wiz is tokyo tim it's been me i've been making all my motherfucking beats y'all can stop with that shit now it's over all right oh man it's it so it's so classic man because if, if the beats were whack it would be another thing but the beats are fire man I, I remember yeah. being stunned I was, I was like yo wiz is producing all these yeah and it's it's unlike anything else that's out right now. Man. I wasn't gonna tell niggas that who that it was me until I was like pretty sure that my and it's funny because I was releasing music and I didn't and it's funny because niggas was always asking me who made the beat so I should have probably said it started saying it earlier. Yeah, you could have made like some that. bread off. off yeah, I could have made some early. bread early. Damn. <laughs> Alright <laughs> Fuck it You know what well, I'm saying now I mean for those who are listening You should yeah, holler Buy some motherfucking beats Nigga real. my shit is, is not Cassidy <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, man. But I mean, yeah, it's like you don't really rap on other people's stuff unless it's a feature. Yeah, I no, mean, for no, your own no, projects, no, yeah, it's all no, you. No, no. Yeah. You know why? Because it's, it's funny because I probably would, but I see so much drama surrounding producers and producing and shit mm. like that. The producers be like, we're not getting paid. These niggas is making hits and they're not paying us. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, fuck, that's crazy. So I'm like, all right, if, I, if, at least, if my producer's not going to get paid, mm-hmm. <laughs> at least it's going to be me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm getting You're paid off the yourself. rap still. Yeah, it's like, yeah. all right, cool. I'm like, yeah, and I'm asking my own motherfucking label, when is the motherfucking producer money coming in? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm good off this, nigga, yeah. but I need a side with my motherfucking pay. chicken. I yeah. can't just eat chicken by myself. I need a side. So where the fuck is my money at? But right, um, man. I wanted I wanted to avoid all of that and shit like that. And then I felt like niggas, motherfuckers, there wasn't the only nigga that was making. It's it's so it's so crazy how like I just be wanting to beat this nigga the fuck up. 
But the only nigga that was making beats that was really touching me was Double A back mm, in the day. You know, we went up. to high school. Yeah, shout out to Double A. Together. And, and he was making the best. And I would get 100 beats from him. Whatever beats he didn't take, he didn't sell for the year. Like, he would just give me the rest. And he did that for, like, three years straight, bro. And he was, like, the only dude that made beats that I could fuck with other than myself. And then, and that was it. Like, motherfuckers couldn't make shit that I could go off to. But I could. You know what I'm saying? Because I had influences. Yeah. from studying hip hop you know what i'm saying it was motherfucking fucking bomb squad it was uh it was uh it was no joe it was fucking mike dean mm-hmm. it was goddamn dj quick it was fucking pete rock you know what i'm saying yep. it was dj premier these motherfuckers buck wild mm-hmm. these niggas was like i was like all right son like i know how to produce do do do, 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 do. Like it was hard knowing the technicalities yeah. and shit, but if you know the feeling mm-hmm. and you could just get it to like hit in between, that's what the fuck that's happened with producing. It happened it. early. Yeah. And uh, you know, as as me and you, I've known you now for hot six years. Yeah. It was 2013. I was working in a burger shop. Yeah, that's crazy. And and, and like we both said, we're the only people who we've met who our first meeting is filmed. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, 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 <laughs> I, I, I did it myself. That's real gangster. Rappers didn't even start doing that till we did it. <laughs> Rappers yeah, started a, filming themselves, moment, meeting the legends after it's me. It's crazy because when I dropped that clip, I don't even think you knew that I even ever had that clip of us meeting, right? Or maybe you did know. I did not know that, bro. I didn't even know yeah. you was filming, bro. Yeah, I remember you told me, like, yo, that just that shit me up, fucked man. me up, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that, shit, that shit fucked me. Up. We yeah. can't curse on this. No, you can't. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm being fifth guy. <laughs> oh, like, you said <laughs> F me up. I was like, oh, shit. no, hey, you can definitely. You curse got on a here. whole lot of editing to do, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're good, man. But throughout the years, you know. You know, eventually I know that you're producing your own stuff and you're, you're engineering and you're mixing stuff as well, just cleaning things up. But what made me so proud was when you said, oh, and also you were creating cover arts and you're nasty oh, yeah, at Photoshop, yeah. which I've always been so Thank inspired you. by. Thank that you. You've Thank just you. taken that into your own hands. Because motherfuckers don't answer their fucking emails and their DMs, <laughs> bro. I'll be trying. Like, it was funny because I was really trying to work with niggas, you know what I'm saying? But niggas be wanting to work with the whack niggas and they be on the whack niggas' dicks and they be like, yeah, man, where's you got it? Don't yeah. worry, yo. You could rap like motherfucker. So I end up having to do shit myself. No, you made your own yeah. way. And I think that ended up serving you much better because that led you to say, yo, fifth, like, I want to start editing my own videos. Yeah. And uh, you could shoot, I can edit this and that. And when we first yeah. were discussing this, I was like, wow, okay, <laughs> yes. Wiz is now taking his career into a, another level, into his own hands. Then and, we did uh, How Special. Yeah, How Special, man. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. How Special was the first music video you edited? It was the very first music video. It's funny because me and Rad had done a video in 2009 with a fucking digital camera and I edited on like Windows. Mm-hmm. But that was the first video I really edited on like Premiere or some real shit like that, man. Yeah. That shit was like, yo, that meant a lot, bro. Like, I'm glad that you was so, you know, you was just like, yeah, all right, cool, go for it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, that was that was good for me, bro, because I was like- I supported I, it 100%, man. Yeah, man. And I kind of just took the little that I seen you do took the little that I, you know, even like M's and Watts, like I took the little that I saw those guys do when they were editing and stuff like that. 
And I'm like, all right, here's the basic functions and shit. Because you know I'm always looking over niggas' shoulders. Um, like, I'm always trying to, you know, see what niggas is doing. Like, yo, what's that? What's this machine? What's that button do? Shit like that. And um, I took that. And then once again, it was fucking studying the game mm-hmm. after watching so many music videos. Like, I just knew exactly how long to make the clips. Yeah. It came natural to you, man. That was the first thing I noticed. Like, it was just like, okay, like, all right. I, like, watched the LL Cool J video real quick. And I was like, okay, so the, the clips need to be this long. Mm-hmm. And, and, that, and the arrangement of the clips was the first thing that happened. Like, we did that shit in two days. Like, yeah. that shit got edited in two fucking days, yeah. bro. I remember almost <laughs> feeling uh, a little embarrassed when I got... Uh, the the edit back from you because uh, I think I was working on a video at the time and it was taking me a long time to do it and I, I mean I, I'm sure I had a lot going on but still mm-hmm. I remember I remember getting house special back and seeing the edit and I was like Wiz did this in, <laughs> in basically one day <laughs> I was like oh man I got to step up I was excited though up. man and yeah. that was a real one day I wasn't yeah. like oh was yeah six up, hours though. yeah I yeah. was I was yeah. up like yeah. just I remember like yeah. I was wilding the fuck out yeah. bro well what I'm getting at is that you've never been an artist who wasn't willing to take additional work outside of your immediate craft into your own hands. Yeah. Yeah. And why is that? Why have, I mean, I'm sure it's due to you not wanting to God, have to rely man, on God, I don't somebody, want it to be but, whack. Mm. Once again, from studying the game, I know what's corny, kind of. You know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of corny shit kind of gets by because it's just acceptable. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I don't want that. I want above and beyond. I love over the top. I love attitude. I love debauchery. I love fucking fire and brimstone and scorched earth <laughs> and explosions, bro. Dead ass. Like, that is like, I like cinema. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So no matter what it is, it has to... It has to evoke a feeling and it has to all be on the same, on the, on the, on that same thread. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want the fucking song to feel good and the video to be shitty. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If the song is good, I want the video to match the same way and shit like that. And it takes certain shit. Like, I remember even when we were shooting the videos before, like, like when we would do Mean Gene and stuff like yeah. that, like, I would be like, yo, can we get a shot from down low or yeah, some shit like we, that? Like, we did fuck everything. Yeah, Classic. it was just like, all right, we gotta, like, you know what I'm saying? It's just mm-hmm. the little shit because it's, it's, it's not only is this, it's the shit that looks good, but it's also the shit that motherfuckers ain't doing. And it's yeah. the shit that sets niggas apart and shit like that. And it's also the necessary shit. If you want to evoke feeling, niggas wonder why they shit not connecting. It's because they not trying shit that's fucking outside of the box mm-hmm. or the societal norms or what the fuck is being done uh, uh, today. And that's yeah. with beats, rhymes, videos, artwork, yeah, the whole all process. of that. And I'm like, no, I'm not leaving that shit in another motherfucker's hands, bro. Until I see a motherfucker that could do it like yeah that's it wow hearing all this just makes me get excited for whatever's coming next from you yeah man i'm gonna keep going like motherfuckers like i saw uh, niggas be like yo you're gonna need team man you're gonna need somebody to do you can't do it all by yourself (laughs) i'm be like nigga well y'all better make some mad whiz clones bro (laughs) give me some little like asian kids i teach them how to like do the shit like me the, the, the ironic thing is is that Although you're willing to take so many of these things into your own hands that you do work well on a team, you know, within our circle of homies, you know, you're always willing to ask for help or delegate a task to somebody else if they can do it better than you, you know, like, 
I just love specifically like you and history have such a beautiful relationship. Yeah, man. man that's because we he I'm born on March third, he born on March fourth, man. Yeah. That says a lot, man. We born a day apart. Yeah, so. blank on the sixth. That that yeah. whole that whole week that is whole always lineup been crazy. is crazy. Yeah. Son. But yeah. um yeah, son, that's the Pisces in us. But also uh as far as like the group dynamic goes, this is also motherfuckers that I've been in it with for more than 10 years now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, wow. Radimus is the first nigga that I rapped with ever. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was rapping by myself until mm-hmm. I did a song with Radimus. History is probably the first person to, to that I really, you know, put audio in, in the hands. Like, I was going to his crib to record, like, getting his advice on beats. Like, he was making me certain beats, and I, he was the first person I would go outside the box with. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I would make, I would do a song that was outside of my comfort zone, you know, because history made the beat, and it was hot. You know what I'm saying? Like, and these are people that I have a rapport with. These are my family and my brothers and yeah, shit like that. Beyond music. I hate new niggas, bro. So it's like, you can't just throw me in a group with five motherfuckers and yeah. expect, I'm going to leave. I'm going to really like be like, yo, fuck y'all niggas. Like, that ass. Mm-hmm. Because it's just not going to feel good. So it's just, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the right group of motherfuckers, bro. Like, yeah. it really is, bro. We all together for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, all of us are like, we all down for a reason, bro. Mm-hmm. It's because we all like kind of connect on that same level. Yeah. We could just make it happen and make it mesh, bro. Yeah, and if you we could, you showed me love since day one, man. Yeah, fifth, you been that nigga, bro. You knew that, bro. And it was legends about you. You know, you know, fifth god. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> let me tell y'all something about fifth god on his own show. You hear about him before you meet him. That's the thing about Fifth. You, they will tell you about that nigga. Like I heard about Fifth God for two years. <laughs> they was telling me about him for two years before I actually met this motherfucker. So when I met him, I was like, I like, yo, you was like Sal. I thought I was meeting a nigga from the mafia. Like, <laughs> gee, shit, bro. Like I'm in LA. I'm like, damn, that's my like. You know what I'm saying? But the, the time we could, when I came out to LA for yeah, the first time, yeah, shit, my pops trip. dropped me off. Yeah, I was, that like, was crazy. Yeah. I was like, damn son like I'm out here like yo what up God like even the first time we talked on Facebook and shit we was like yeah. we was doing the mathematics and all yeah, of that, that shit that was hilarious man like, I, was like, I was like yo this guy Wiz is a certified five percenter I didn't know that you weren't uh, yeah son <laughs> I am you, but you, you know what I mean you, but you I'm like yourself, yeah. but I knew that you was too because I'm like <laughs> look niggas are scared of this nigga like Suge Knight man they was talking about you like Suge Knight and you are one of the most kindest gentlest people ever but mm, you just you, like boy. just have have this legendariness about you that that's just like it's comparable to like Jay fucking Prince, bro. Like <laughs> that ass niggas thought you was Jay Prince, bro. <laughs> I remember, um, I remember, yeah, I was, I, I, I knew about your work before we met through through history. I think, um, I remember seeing the paralysis video. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing I ever saw, and uh, I was just like, wow, great One video, great video. This dude is dope. Reminds me of Big L. That was like the first thing I thought, mm-hmm. obviously, at the time. I, that was like the first thing that jumped to my mind. And um, I just knew you were somebody who I wanted to connect with. Nah, thanks, so for, for me, man, it's like, it's been such an honor and pleasure to form this family with you and Mogul Club and everybody who surrounds us because nah, yeah. I was a fan, even, even though it was only for about a month or two before I actually got to meet everybody. Mm-hmm. I was at Five Towns kind of with my hood up to myself walking around school, just kind of scoping everybody out because I transferred in you yeah, know, my yeah, sophomore yeah. year. So I didn't know everybody. And uh, I remember kind of seeing history 
doing some like MPC videos on YouTube. Yeah. And somehow I knew you guys were were connected and mm-hmm. I seen paralysis. And I was like, damn, you know, I'm back in LI mm-hmm. after transferring from Connecticut uh, when I was going to university there, back in my home turf, mm-hmm. closer to the city. These are the brothers I want to connect with. Wow. So when we first all really, like when history brought me in, and I always got to give credit to history, man, mm-hmm. because yeah. he's the one who bridged the yeah, gap yeah, yeah. between bridged, me and, and that whole scene. He bridged man. the gap between a lot of us, bro. Yeah. Like, that ass. So it's like. Brooklyn's big brother, man. That ass. Yeah. yeah. Real talk. He's the connector, bro. That shit is crazy. Yeah. So over the years, I mean, for me, like there's just been so many moments where you know, I'm watching you guys on stage or we're in, at No Mystery recording together. And I'm literally just thanking God that I have been able to find brothers outside of, you know, because it was just me and Blank for a long time. Yeah. Some of our older homies, you know. But to connect with you guys was so, so rewarding for me, man. Nah, Real talk. You, bro. I appreciate that shit, yeah. bro. You know, you bring, you, bring, you bring a lot of energy to the game, bro. I don't know if you remember when uh, Alexandra Gavalet Took oh, that yeah. picture of uh, us in for, South um, by right? Yeah, from yeah. New York magazine, mm-hmm. and um, you had on a jacket, and you was Coach Fifth, and yeah, I the Team you, USA jacket, yeah, and I called you Coach Fifth. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but you really do, like, you know what I'm saying? We, I feel like we would just be like these rogue basketball players, nigga, just like making up our own plays and shit like that. Yeah. But I, 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 you bring so much grounding to the gang. And and that means a lot. Like, you know, we could look for you. It's just like, you know, sometimes we don't even got to ask you for advice. Like, sometimes just knowing you means that I got to, like, you know, have more calm in my mind. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or or, or be a little more peaceful in a situation and shit like that. It's like, I, I know Fifth God. Like, that's my brother. Like... I got to chill. You know what I'm saying right now? You know what I'm well, saying? On the same way, whatever way I I'm helped mold you into that, you guys helped me much more, man. Just, you know, throughout my entire process of creating yeah. my album and just becoming who, who I am now and who I'm still becoming. Yeah. You guys really nah, give a lot of credit to y'all, man. It really all means something, brother. It really yeah. does, man. It really does, man. Yeah. We all individuals and shit like that. And we a tight circle, bro. And it's it's very, very small. Yeah. But we yo, for for us, we make we make a lot of moves, bro. Yeah, it's like, a blessing because I think we go we, crazy. We, we do things individually, but we move as a unit, man. Mm-hmm. We go crazy. It's all attached to them same motherfuckers. They like, oh yeah, that's them. Yeah. That's yeah. Them well, right one there. win from our, from one of us is a win for all of us. Acts, absolutely, yeah. bro. Wrapping up, man, I want to ask you some final questions. You can go through these as quick as you want. No, yeah, cool. Um, who are some creators right now? You know, they could be artists. It could be actors, musicians, painters, whoever. Who are some people that are inspiring you right now? Maybe two or three. You just want to show some love to. Who the fuck am I trying to show love to right now? I want to say peace to Saweetie. Mm-hmm. I knew that was coming. <laughs> First and foremost, um, you know, she's she's the shit, man. Like, niggas don't get it, man. They gonna get it, though. Like, they gonna get it. She's the shit. Um, who else? You know, you know who I was watching uh, her work? You know what I'm saying? I want to give a shout out to Tiana Taylor on her video work. Mm, you know, she's incredible. been directing. Yeah, she's been directing a couple videos and shit like that. And them shit's just fire, bro. Like, she's bringing heat to the game. You should watch them, mm-hmm. son, because they Please. all modeled after the, the classics and stuff like that. And I think if she mash on the gas with that one, like, she's going to be one of the best music video directors out there. Beautiful. Um, 
And third, thirdly, hmm, who do I want to give it to? I want to give it to somebody in sports. I want to shout out to Kawhi Leonard and Marshawn Lynch. Mm. Uh, those are my guys uh, because up. of their the tunnel vision. The motherfuckers, they got a goal, bro. Yeah. And they're going to attain it. You know what I'm saying? Marshawn Lynch said, run through a motherfucker face if you have to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I love both of their personalities. Right. Kawhi man. didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Reserved. He proved. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He didn't, he was, he talked, he didn't talk to talk, but he walked the fucking walk and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I always strive to have the same attitude as them when I'm doing my motherfucking thing. Or, Word. All right. What is um something you do every day ceremonially that, you try to incorporate into your daily routine that really helps you either get inspired or prepared for the day. And I know you're looking at me (laughs) with a twisted face, knowing that I know the answer. (laughs) Something that I do every day to get myself inspired. I drink tea. No, I'm playing. (laughs) I smoke motherfucking weed, bro. Um, I like weed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I I like weed, bro. Like, that's just, it is what it is, man. I like to smoke. But you know what else I do, though? I work out. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I work out every day. Um, I do my little calisthenics and stuff like that. I'm trying to get into the cardio area thing, so I'll be mm-hmm. trying to run up my stairs and stuff like that. I do mad push-ups and stuff. We're going to have Shamari on the podcast. Oh, yeah? <laughs> so okay, that yeah, one, maybe cool. you can get some tips from. Nah, nah. I already sure. got the... Like, he showed me the initial workout and shit, and yeah. I just... I can't go to Valley Stream. Yeah, it's deep. Niggas don't want to fucking go to Valley yeah, Stream, early. so I just <laughs> took the workouts, and I'm like, All right, I'm going to do these shits at home. Yeah. And I'm seeing results and shit, so he could probably still claim them, claim them mm-hmm. if he wants. But... Um, um, working out, incorporating that into uh, my daily has mm-hmm. has got me feeling better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like for the day and stuff like that. But yeah, I smoke motherfucking blunt, my nigga. That's it. Word up. I knew, Watch I some wrestling. I knew that was coming, man. Word. I also see you. you if know, I could, I would fuck every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's the madwiz answer I was looking for. Yeah. Okay. Last. What is an area in your life right now that you're really trying to master? My, it, could, it could be right now or it could be over the course of your life. Right now, like, I mean, well, first and foremost, man, it's like the music is the most important thing. So, is you know, we trying to do something huge with this and we trying to break in and we have to be them niggas. You know what I'm saying? That's hilarious, Fifth, but it's just, what's, tr- it's, what's true is true. Right. We have to, we, we can't just be, you know, some underground niggas or some mid-tier niggas or some niggas that just did it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we have to be legends. We have to be famous, glamorous, and fantastic because we're trying to change the culture. Mm-hmm. And, and and we we only can have earth shattering shit to do that. Like that's it. Like dude, we gotta sit at the top. Motherfuckers gotta be like, oh yeah, those guys. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because we want this. We want hip hop to to be as godly as we just spoke about it. Um, what was the fucking question? What an area of your life that you want to master? Oh yeah, other than was, that, that but, was an answer. Yeah. Okay, that was, that was an answer. That was an answer. Yeah, yeah, but sure. but um, that like other than that, personally, son, I'm trying to get this fucking this romance shit right. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to get my love life in order, but it's not. It has nothing to do with anybody else but me. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to. 
like I'm trying to like center myself because there's a lot going on. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. as far as you know, because even if we live in this era where where it's, it's so much banter, so much talk and shit like that, that it always leaves you thinking about some shit. Like it's always something to think about, yeah. and especially in relationships mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. So I be trying to like clear clear the chatter out of my head. Really try to figure out what it is that I want and what it is that I need. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, eventually find somebody who's gonna you know provide that for me and 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 figure out what her terms are and if I can meet those and shit like that you know what I'm saying because eventually one day I do want to get married to a very special lady um but and we don't know who the fuck she is god damn it we, I might have to build this bitch <laughs> but um other than that you know what I'm saying like I'm I'm also navigating, you know, the the casual non relationship side of shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I I be fucking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like with the women that I be with and stuff. Like I just I try to keep shit respectful. You know what I'm saying? I know mm-hmm. that I can still respect them. I can still you know support them. I can still protect mm-hmm. them when need be. You know what I'm saying? But I don't have to fucking commit to shit until. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's something that I, I want, I absolutely need. I just make sure that the truth is told and that everything is on the table and that me and whoever I'm fucking with is on the same page. Mm. And, you know, things go smoothly for the most part. Yeah. Word. Amen, man. You're you're young. We're both young. Word. And, uh, you're going to find that, that somebody, man. Oh, yeah, son. I know, man. We're going to spoil the shit out that bitch, too, man. <laughs> going to buy her a goddamn boat. Word up, man. Wow. <laughs> Mad Wiz, thank you for coming on to the show, man. Yo, Fifth God, I love you so much, I love my you brother. Too, man. And thank you for being so, so much yourself. You're someone who has, you know, I know a couple of people in my life who specifically inspire me to be myself even yeah. more, as ironic as that sounds. But you're someone who just completely is unapologetic, vulnerable, honest, not afraid of sharing insecurities or issues you're going through and, and for that's the, been deep for me man. i just want to tell a nigga that it's hard for that it's not easy like you know what i'm saying it's not easy bro but yeah. god it's, it's the best you know what i'm saying it's the best for your soul because mm-hmm. when you hold it in my nigga like you just turn into a worse person i could be an evil motherfucker i'm a badass nigga but i'm not an evil motherfucker Word. because I, I choose to be vulnerable and let shit show mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i hope that for every every nigga and bitch out yeah. there in the world Let's love, man. Keep on shining. And thank you for coming on, brother. Peace. Peace. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. If you want to learn more about Madwiz, you can follow him on Instagram and Twitter at ToughBoyMadWiz. And he also has a brand new project out now called God's Gold Teeth. You can find that on Spotify, iTunes, or simply look at the show notes. And if you guys want to learn more about the offer that I provided at the beginning of this podcast relating to a chance to win a free limited edition vinyl of my debut album as a record producer, The Fifth Tape, all you need to do is DM us on Instagram at the Masters of Ceremony and please leave us a review on iTunes. Share with a friend, leave a comment, show some love, reach out to me personally at Fifth God. And uh, I look forward to giving away one of these vinyls. And I look forward to continuing to hear all of your feedback about this new platform. So happy to have you guys here yet again and looking forward to seeing you next week. Peace.